Hey everyone, this is another episode of Chop Maoni and I'm your host Sophie. And I'm your other host Wangare. Karibu sana. Yes, today we have an exciting discussion about social media influencers. And to help us have that discussion is our very own Kip Keter. Welcome Kip. Hey guys, pleasure to be here, pleasure to meet you and thanks for having me. Karibu. You're so professional, oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I know, his mom must be so proud. So Kip, you know, we don't know too much about the social media thing and influencers. We're just getting into... Why? Is it because you're old? Yeah, because we're old. Me, I, you better I talk for about, for, about yourself. Ah, yeah. Speaking for self, what is a social media influencer? What is it that they do? Yeah, what is it that they do, really? All right, all right. Uh, first of all, this word influence has just been misplaced, misused, I think even downgraded to some sort of sense. But in, in essence, an influencer is, is somebody who has presence within his community. Mm -hmm. They are crafting and curating people to believe in their product, their services, or just maybe their lifestyle. Okay. And what they're meant to do is just showcase this and yeah, they sh they share within their network. That's and is, is it necessarily someone who's on social media or is an influencer a broader category of, you know, the makanga down the streets? Remember back in the day, there was a, those matatu guys, the, the makangas who used to be like the hip guys. Yeah. And then like Swinging they used to, the I guess those were the influencers back, back in the day. Yeah. So when you say it like that, can anybody be an influencer then? Yeah, totally. Everybody. You are an influencer just by default. Think uh -huh. of an influencer as somebody who took over the marketing and sales for your for yourself mm -hmm. or for your products. Uh -huh. That's that's what we're doing. We Rather than giving it to somebody outsourcing, you're doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Basically, at the thread of what it means. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. But it yeah. doesn't sound like voyeurism. Like you're telling everybody, look at me. This is what I do. This is how I live my life. This is the products I use. This is the clubs I go to. It just sounds like you're selling people, yeah, watch me. Oversharing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it kind of sounds <laughs> like you're oversharing in order to sell. I don't know what you're trying to sell, though. Well, is is oversharing that extreme? You think if you really think about it? Yes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think yes. I, I mean, it could be put in the category of oversharing, but that brings an interesting topic because an interesting um, aspect because you find a lot of these social mediaites are lying about their lifestyle. Case in point, the other day when Kobe Kihara, hi Kobe, she's my friend, uh, she had all these uh, pictures of kids and salads and things like that. And it became the Kobe Kihara challenge because she was lying that those were that was her lifestyle and those are the things that she put in. Now, knowing her personally, I have no idea why she would want to do that because she really, she's a pretty fabulous person. She right. was a, a media uh, personality and had a fabulous life why she had to lie. So what, what is the, why do people lie to, it, I feel like there's a, like a person behind the image that they're trying to sell. Like yeah. there's a package that they've put together that they have to sell in order to make a living from that package or to portray a certain type of lifestyle. Now, do you have a comment about that? Why do people have to lie? That's a, that's, that's like a deep human behavior kind of question yeah. because, because how, I guess, I guess, I guess it all starts with, fake it till you make it, yeah. this whole thing that we've been fed. Yeah. And in a way, this platform just gives you that space to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough one because mm -hmm. I've also have friends who do this, who did the same who fake thing. fake it. Yeah, mm -hmm. they posted all these pictures know. of like jets and helicopters <gasps> and like we're doing all these fancy things and, and, and they're, not. Shows, they're not. And behold, Twitter blew up 
Instagram blew up. So yeah. you just, and they're not. But there's, there's something about that lifestyle they clearly want to live or bring into the aspects of, the, of their lives and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know, it's a tricky question. I suppose you, you get a lot of followers doing that, huh? You do. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a few. The ones who are really doing it are really living their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key. Can we live our lives this way? Yeah. Yeah. So is being an influencer, especially a social media one, something that you can do as a full-time career? Full-time, I doubt. I mean, you can, but then it's, it's, um, it really depends on what, what you're doing, mm -hmm. what product or service you're selling or who you are, really. Are you interesting enough for people to follow you? Yeah. You just, uh, are you shotgunning on other people's things? So you can. You can make a living through, through connecting with brands. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've noticed a lot of the time. So I've, I work with, um, with young people in USIU. They're like 22, 23 year olds, but they have like 3,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And these guys are getting jobs with different restaurants, different hair products, mm -hmm. different um, clothing products, just to feature within their space. Because... Yeah. But to make a living out of it, no. Not likely. Unless you're Kim Kardashian. I think, yeah, exactly. well, even Kim Kardashian, that's her side. Well, maybe it was her major hustle at some point. Yeah. But um, hey, don't knock Kim Kardashian Never. West. Yeah, $100,000 uh, per post. What? Yeah on, yeah, yeah, on Instagram. Speaking of which, <laughs> I have questions, as you can see. Um, there's also the issue of buying likes, buying Ooh. followers. Um, I can, I, I know this, they, you said they could tell you make it, you know, if, if you look at someone's profile and they already have a million followers, you're like, ah, oh, this person is worth following, obviously. So there's a point kind of like a threshold where you would follow someone and then they don't really need the fake, uh, profile followers anymore. But what, what's this deal? Like, can you talk a little bit more about this kind of buying followers and, uh, why people do it and, um, if it really has an impact on um, as an influencer's goal of being an influencer, a successful one? Well, buying followers, I wouldn't, I, 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 I see, buy it's, there's so many places. <laughs> this, this, this internet is too big. And are they real big, people you know? or they're just bots? They're bots like in China. So it's real, it's a real person, but it's like in China. So mm. you don't even know, they're not even following your page. So it doesn't, it's doesn't a real make, person, <laughs> but in China, <laughs> like that. <laughs> in China, it's it's a rip off of a profile. It's terrible. I wouldn't advocate anyone to buy, but mm. people buy because they want to, you, know, you just want to seem big, mm -hmm. but I mean, you rather start with 10 and then 100. I'd rather have 100 people who, who love genuinely me yeah. than to just go through that rabbit hole. And, and I think... Um, uh, and you can tell because you'll see like 2 million likes and then like 50... I mean, 2 million followers and then 50, 50 likes. likes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think brands are becoming more savvy to that. They really interrogate, like they go through a profile and they can click and see, is this a real person? Look at the avatar. <laughs> is it just like a, an egg or is it a real person? So I think they're starting to become savvy and having value in... You know, some of these big uh, influencers uh, may not have as big a following, but that following are real people. Yeah. And I think that's more bang for the buck for a, for a company, yeah. I think. You can count on that person to actually like, be part of your community. Otherwise, it's, yeah, it's just a ghost. You know? So you said something about you manage influencers or you work with influencers. And so what is your role specifically? Do you go look for them? Do you help them build their brands? Do you help them use social media to you know, boost themselves? What do you do? And also because you said that they do a lot of work on their own, 
like sometimes you think like there's one person doing it and then you look and then you see that like, there are five people behind the scenes doing it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, all right. When I talk about managing or working with these guys, mm -hmm. everybody has the way, the, their style they want to represent themselves. Mm -hmm. But maybe the overall audience doesn't necessarily understand what they're trying to say or what they're trying to do. What I, what I do now is clean up that image, create a brand voice is, is what I call it, mm -hmm. so that we can be able to cut through everything and provide a message that actually makes sense. So if you are, if you are 22, perhaps not putting you into very precarious situations of photo shoots, for example, or perhaps aligning you with brands that make sense that connect with you but don't push you towards maybe an older demographic mm -hmm. or younger demographic. But it's about learning the person because each person has their character, has their spin-off, and each person has that je ne sais quoi, as you'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so bringing, bringing it out and making it make sense mm -hmm. to the public especially. So then do they, do you have like a portfolio of influencers that you work with and say you go to some of these brands and you have meetings with them and say, I can bring on board this person and this person and this person. Yes, yes, exactly that. Okay. Yeah, like, like how would you do it for us, for example? For you I'm, guys. I'm getting us a free consultation. <laughs> like if we come to you and we're like, dude, we only have two likes. We need to, we need to up this game. Like what, what would you present to us? What's the um, process? First, I'd say let's let's put down let's put down what you guys' main character is, mm -hmm. or what you want to present as your main character, and actually work on building that in the in the image of what you want to say. So you could say Nyami Mummies coming to have a great conversation, and see which brands would connect with that. Mm -hmm. So it's really testing and playing out with it. So we test for about a month or two, mm -hmm. with images and video, mm -hmm. and yeah, start to ideate because it's all about you guys. So. What do you guys want to do? What do you guys want to be is a question. Uh -huh. But when you say test, what does that mean? Test. When you put something up, how many people connect with it? But then, like, if you're trying to attract a brand and you said, let's see which brands connect with it, how do you do that? Do you tag the brand and see if they respond? Or do you actually take it to the brand and say, look, they're yummy mummies or yummy mummies here. Do you want to connect? Like, how do you do that? You first create the profile, mm -hmm. you first create the content, and then you take it to the brand. Uh -huh. Then the brand has a reference point to say, this fits with us, or perhaps let's see how far you guys get. But early stages is very hard, but as soon as you get into a thousand followers, a thousand likes, that's when now brands become very interested. So there's an influencer who's like 5,000 and up, yeah. And there's micro influencer who's five thousand and two to nine hundred, eight fifty. I am. I'm not. I'm not even reached that target of micro influencing. I'm still building that. So nano. Yeah. So okay. So this is the question. I I guess all brands would be curious about, or rather, are they getting value for money in using sh social media influencers? Even as I call them social media. <laughs> social media. That is us. We are social media. Um, <laughs> Because say I'm making a product. Again, speak for yourself. <laughs> if I'm making a product and I want to, you know, sell it, that is the goal ultimately. Can I do more myself putting it out there, going to craft fairs or whatever it is I need to do? Or would it be effective for me to use a, an influencer? Or does it depend on what it is I'm trying to achieve? That's a very good question. I would say both. Yeah. Uh, an influencer will get you there faster, mm -hmm. but doing it yourself teaches you how to do it. Mm -hmm. So you don't need an influencer. Yeah. In essence, you become the influencer. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, 
you you want control over your brand. You want control over your voice. Yeah. And like a marketing campaign on advert, you see the advert and then the advert is gone. Yeah. And then what what sticks with the person? What's the what's what's this element that feels good to the consumer to come back to your product or brand? Yeah. But both both make sense. They do. And what would the typical rate be for an influencer? Does it depend on how popular they are? How do they determine their rates? Gosh, that's completely that's completely depending on the person. Mm -hmm. Completely depending on the person. But, but like, what's it, the range? So I can't even give you a range. There's no standard <laughs> range. Okay, what have you seen, like, the popular, like, your most popular person that you manage? What's the range for their all services? All right, there's one person. Her name is... Uh, Karen Mayru, hi, how are you doing? Hi, um, Karen. Shout out to Karen. She, her range is anything between 5,000 to 40K. And shillings. Shillings. Depending, uh -huh. depending, depending on? Depending on what's happening. If it's a simple post, perhaps on a, as just a picture and one-time shot, mm -hmm. uh, $50, which is 5,000 mm -hmm. shillings. If it's more of an Im immersive video that we have to put on YouTube and have our camera crew film it and mic it up and just make it look nice, put fairy lights band in the background, it goes up to 40, 50K. Okay. Yeah. If we're doing, people like DJs nowadays, like uh, DJ Case is also pretty good. He he charges easily 100,000 for for him to play, but yeah. also because he's an influencer on social, yeah. for him sharing that content, he, he can easily push, up, push it up to 120, 130. Okay. Yeah. So can I get what I want with $50, like, is, is she just going to say, for example, Karen, she's going to say, hey, I am using this soap. And that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You want yeah. to again. But I see, I see more and more that people are fessing up to doing it. Like, they would say, this is an ad. Like, yeah. you, they wouldn't just yeah. be like, oh, my skin is so dry, but yeah. I use Kichwa toes and it's so nice now. And it's just naturally, I'm just naturally telling you. No, they're like, hashtag ad. I am doing this. Um, and I don't find that, it, I don't think that it waters down uh, because in my mind, I, th I think that this person has curates their brand and in order for that brand, to, for them to be advertising that brand, they actually buy into it. So, I mean, I've been influenced by influencers mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Like who? I mean, like uh, I really, I follow uh, Patricia Kihoro. Mm -hmm. I think she's a fun uh, lady. So like the fun things that she's doing, I mm -hmm. get into that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this this looks like it's fun to do. Yeah. Um, Nancy Moy, I really love her swag um, and others. I mean, I feel like, you know, what they're doing would yeah. be something that would be fun for me to do. So yeah, I, the event she goes to, the product she uses, I would be like, yeah. More so than traditional ads. And also, I think also because mm -hmm. I don't get out much. <laughs> So I don't really know what's hip and happening yeah. these days. And she seems to be out there doing things. So yeah. I feel like she's my shortcut into understanding what's happening into the world. And, and you know. Yeah, living vicariously through, yeah. through, through her. her. Through her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Kip, what about instances where it seems like the brand it's, appears to be tone deaf to what is happening out there? And they're using social media influencers to send a message that it's not connecting. So let, here's an example. Um, there was a big deal about always pads uh, a couple of months ago and women have been complaining about the pads that they cause all manner of problems and discomfort. And the, the maker who is P PNG, yeah, PNG hired a bunch of influencers who then met at some place and they came out saying, very strongly how the product is the best. I've been using it for this amount of time. I've not had any issues. 
and it just landed so badly because the backlash was like obviously you guys are not interested in hearing what the consumers are saying because it is clear that these people are not users of this product so what happens in that case is that something where you go to png and tell them listen can we help you with your messaging um if you're going to use influencers, use the ones who are actually using your product, other than some who are just paid to write that they are, when it's clear, clear that they don't have any clue as to what they're talking about. Yeah, that's the dark, we call that the dark side of social media. <laughs> yeah. Because technically you can do good with it, but you can also just destroy your brand, destroy your image. Yeah. And yes. In fact, um, that's the same, it's the same level as buying likes. Mm. It's the same, yeah. same, same thing. Because how do you know this person actually uses it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you go down their, their feed, you don't see nothing <laughs> about yeah. it. Nothing. So, yeah, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more like people want to, brands especially want to jump onto it. Yeah. But as more smaller companies are getting famous off doing this, mm -hmm. they're trying to see if they can either have a step forward or use that energy for themselves mm -hmm. to create what they're creating. But it always fails. Because if you, you, you can't fake anything. This is the thing that social media is teaching us. Because mm -hmm. as you watch these people I mean, you faking, can, the people who are faking, like, but eventually, I'm on vacation but in Italy, <laughs> and they're taking Shutterstock pictures. <laughs> but eventually yeah. get caught out. And, and then, then buying the bots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I don't know if you read in the paper some, well, I don't know if it was in the paper, but it was in the, on the interwebs. There was a this lady who was trying to get a free stay at a hotel and she went and she was like, yo, I'm a social media influencer. You, you need to give me a room. Da, da, da. You need to. Da, da. And the guy was like, uh, no. <laughs> and they were like, well, I'm going to I don't I, like it just went south, that whole interaction. So there's this there's this um, kind of the attitude mm -hmm. or the entitlement that an influencer has uh, saying, I have this much followers. If you don't do, almost even holding someone hostage, if you don't do this, then I'm going to do, say bad things about you on my, my following to, yeah, to lash yeah. onto you. Interestingly, I also follow this lady called Joanna Kinuthia. She makes all sorts of fantastic uh, makeup products and stuff. She's doing really well. I'm so proud of her. She was talking about some deliveries she was getting from DHL. And DHL delayed her, her shipment for like, for, I don't know, a long time. And she had customers waiting. And she went on her social media and she was like, DHL, East Africa, these guys are da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And for sure they had done something wrong. Yeah. Um, but she has a lot of likes and she has the power. I think the decision to make that kind of statement when you have a lot of influence uh, is, is really, I think, something that they need to... I, I don't know how they consider something like that and, and whether it's a positive thing to do. For me, I know I complain all the time. Like, Sophie knows. Like, something happens yeah. um, on Twitter. Like, I'm like, sure. Jenna, you guys, and then you did this, and you guys, and any, any. But me, I have, like, two followers. So I don't really, you know. Yeah, it doesn't get traction. So, I mean, what's the what's the give and take with, with something like that? First of all, that other article was hilarious because mm. he, he got so much... <laughs> coverage. So much coverage off that. I want to go there. Yeah, I was like, actually, yeah, yeah. this guy is yeah, pretty badass, yeah. you know. Um, man, I think I think using I think you have to be careful with these guys because most of the time I've seen that happen before. They jump into the into a space like a backpackers, and they say they need to have three nights and food, and if you don't, yeah, messages, not just messages, but messages from the entire community. This could be three thousand people mm -hmm. emailing you and texting you, shutting down your phone lines for three days. Isn't that like? 
Terrorism. Yeah, it literally, yeah. It, it literally is. Yeah, yeah. sabotage and, yeah. and all of those things. But we haven't really coined it as that yet, or, you know, government is too slow. I mean, how do you catch people on Twitter? Like, where do you even start <laughs> yeah. to follow guys up? They can't yeah. even catch guys who are frauding in Pesa, and you have their phone number. <laughs> they have their phone number, and they can't catch these guys. Yeah. But, anyway. but so, what is the recourse for a business or for a company? You just can't have somebody out there just. You know. What's the responsibility of, of the people who, the platforms, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? To the do thing is that once, once you sign in, mm. that's it. You've signed in your rights to complain about such thing matters like this. It just doesn't make sense anymore because once you, it's just in the terms and conditions as soon as you click inside. The platforms have nothing to do with what's been put out. And what they usually do maybe is make sure you, uh, you, you follow the guidelines. But the guidelines, if the guidelines have nothing to do with this in terms of how you use your profile to, to push content, then it becomes crazy. Because think about people who are like in politics and Trump supporters and all these kind of things. They're putting out malicious content all the time. Yeah. But it's a platform. It's a free to use. It's a free to use platform for everybody. So how do you say you can't use it and this other person can? Yeah. So the protection really comes back to you as the user. You as a company, do you control your voice online? Because mm -hmm. that's the most, that's the, going to be the most important thing in the, in the future. As technology becomes more important and phases out people's jobs and people's reasons for living, the only thing that's going to matter. The reasons for reasons living. For living. So, so dying now is what he's saying. <laughs> the only thing that will matter yeah. is your brand. What you do, what you say, and how you say it. But keep. I don't know if I agree with you on that because I feel like Twitter and Instagram are starting to take a stand. And I know they've been held to account for, for example, cyber bullying and things like that, taking down people's accounts. If someone says this guy is being libelous or they're, you know, fraud, they do look into it and they do shut down accounts. Who, they, I mean, I'm, I was just remembering how Trump's account was shut down by someone who works <laughs> inside, but that's <laughs> inside a separate topic. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think there is some, they do, they are taking up some responsibility. Remember the other day, Instagram was like, we're going to take out the likes thing. Influencers yeah. were like, what, la, 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 50,000 business down the drain, just like that. And they were all going to migrate to Twitter. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, you can see that there is some thinking behind, well, what is the drive behind liking? What, how many, how do we create a, a sense of responsibility around someone who's posting and make sure that their intentions are not to be overly, to overtly harm other people? Yeah, it's, it's mostly algorithms and group theory. Because uh, group theory is um, when somebody does something, you shame them around it. So like the photos and putting fake pictures up. Once everyone found out what that was, that was the end of that story. She deleted everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Has she even come back? Yeah, she's even left she for even a bit. She even left. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to school. She, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> she's outside <laughs> of the country. Yeah. yeah. So what, what would you say then to somebody who's interested in becoming a social media influencer? How do they, where do they start? Is it just opening your accounts and taking pictures and saying what your life is about? Do you find somebody like you who's a manager? You know, where does one begin? One, you have to have an interest. Yeah. Number two, you have to be interesting in that interest. <laughs> you have to be interesting yourself. You have to have something to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, and number three, uh, this interest needs to be able to build into a hobby and then later on build into a business. 
So anything that you start as a profile needs to have some sort of, uh, how do you say, incline to, to a, a stage or a goal or development of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, but if you start, you can start off the cusp, and people do that a lot. They get a lot of, they get a lot of friends and connect. But if you really plan your direction, within six months you can be somewhere far. Within a year you can have brands on top of you. Within two years you can have your own company. So. It, it really it really depends on how how willing the person is to develop whatever business or creative process that they want to share because mm -hmm. it's about sharing yeah uh, the essence of everything social media is about sharing mm -hmm. so if you're honest about your space and who you are that sharing becomes so easy it's like you guys you guys are just freestyling and flowing on on the mic and it's easier to do that right but when it's in pretense it just doesn't work out yeah yeah so authenticity is them is now the, the new oil is now the new oil attention is the new fuel yeah authenticity is where it's made from yeah yeah now um so back to you you're an influencer yourself how many people do you manage i manage right now about uh 10 people mm -hmm. and how did you find them like did you approach them or did they come to you i approached them. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at their profile. The, most of them started off as my friends. Mm -hmm. I knew they were doing something good, but I was like, this could be better. You could really take advantage mm -hmm. of this. Yeah. So let me, let me help you craft your experience around you. Around and do they pay you? We have a commission rate that we connect with. Mm -hmm. So for everything that I help them get, mm -hmm. they give me a percentage of that. Okay. So like a management fee could be 20%. If you add agency, it becomes 30%. If what you do add you mean now, agency? What's agency? Okay, you have a manager. Mm -hmm. A manager helps you think around your brand. An agent is the one who goes shops your brand to different people. Mm -hmm. So different brands I and mean, different businesses. And then you have a, your creator or your content creator who is a producer or a video editor who helps you create now the content. So maybe they could part with 50% of their income, but then that income would have not existed in the first mm -hmm. place. Yeah. So what's your day like? Like, do you do this full time? Yeah, every day. So like, how do you, what's your, what's a typical day in the life of Kip Kater? Oh, wake up at noon. No, no. <laughs> as long as you're sleeping at midnight, that's fine. <laughs> in your at beach, in your Instagram pictures, yeah. fake Instagram pictures. Well, they took like last year. You know? like, um, mostly, um, it's, it's to wake up and actually start creating. What I do is I wake up in the morning, I see which brand I'm, for which, which artists I'm focused on today. Mm -hmm. And mostly I work with musicians. So I'm thinking about the places that they need to play, the, the brands that they need to connect with, and especially the, the events that they need to showcase their work in. So I mostly look at how we can pitch to, the, pitch to these places and create presentations around that. Because mm -hmm. we're still old school. We like that PPT that is sent on email. Mm -hmm. And uh, I make sure that I do a follow-up. So everything is about following up. Everyone who's younger, below 30, some are professional, but the following up with the business aspect does not exist. So what I do is just bring that to the table. So making sure that these guys are on top and the brands know them and they can be secure that this element of, the element this person is bringing makes sense or connects with the person or connects with the brand. Mm -hmm. So you have like an artist a day or something that you work with? Even three. Even three. So like morning, mm. probably you handled one or two. Mm -hmm. Lunchtime, another two. Evening, another two. Mm. Yeah. So do you have a team or you work solo? Like, have you employed other people who are also doing the same thing as you are? 
not yet, but I do have people who support me in my direction, especially when it comes to creating the content mm. and marketing it. Mm. But in, in the actual thinking and strategizing about the person's brand, I do that most of the time myself. It's just easier to work right now in this space on your own. Yeah. 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 I suppose so. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I, um, there's also someone else I follow. I feel like I'm plugging a lot of people, but this Which is good. Jane, Jane Mukami, the one who does the fitness, the fitness stuff. Yeah. Um, and she was, I saw one of her posts and she was like, thank you to my social media. And I used to think she does her, all her, like her pictures. <laughs> yeah. And she had oh, like no. a team of four or five. And I'm like, what? She has a, what? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no wonder she has a picture already. No wonder she has comments. Cause I me, I don't think I have time. Remember even for this podcast, <laughs> And Patricia, for your regular life, was saying, You guys need to post. And I was like, Who has time to look for links? Nobody has time. No, we don't. But these people are like traveling and meetings and then. But this is their job. Yeah, so that's why they need to have a team. team. The the perception is that it's just them doing it, but it's not. It's not just them. And how many can you manage? At a time? Yeah, at a yeah. time. There's going to be a time where you need to have a team. I yeah, yeah. My, my max is 25. And after that, I'll need like extra people for sure. But yeah. that's just in theory. You might get to like 12 to, like, and you'll five, be like, yeah. hey, this is too much. <laughs> Damn this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, one of your, one blows up like, and is like Kim Kardashian East. Oh, I'm wishing. And that's the like, best. <laughs> that's why like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> Guys, I'm done. Peace. I'm yeah. going big. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. Do you have like a time that you work with them and say, I'll work with you for the next three years? And if you're or, not blowing up, Sean yeah. Do you have something like that? And then they blow up after that. After, <laughs> after, all, know, like, like, after all that grind, oh my gosh. That's what marriage is all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's always for life. Yeah. You know? yeah. I suppose, um, I, and I guess people can even choose, the, the artist could be like, yeah, this is not working for us. I suppose you do a contract and everything. I do a year's contract. You guys contract. are becoming okay. professional. Because in, in one year, if something doesn't happen... It's then not going to happen. It's no skin off your back. I can okay. move on with what I'm doing. Mm. But if something actually moves forward, then I put them down for longer. Mm. And that way, there's a relationship built. Because really, you want to do this... Um, you want to you have a relationship relationship for three years. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really the, the best way to think about it. And then in three years, we determine what are our goals. Yeah. Where do you want to be? Do we want to still be in Kenya? Do we want to do podcasts on the beach in different locations? Yeah. In different, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just grow from there. Because there's so much that's possible. Mm-hmm. You, could literally, you could literally start in a studio, but end up doing this every day in Bali, for example. Yes. Chopmaoni in Bali. In Bali. Imagine. Yes. You guys are like, yes, yes. we're sending yes. sponsored slippers, sponsored this, <laughs> Swimming costume. We have claimed it, amen. 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 So, Amen. and is this something that you study to do, or how do you? How yeah, do what you, are the skills? Yeah, what is I, I so fell into this pocket. Like I didn't. I, you do not study to do this. Yeah. But then now that you know what you're, do, you've been doing this how long? Uh, seven years now. So now, if you were to tell someone, well, look, I, I came in with no skills, but if you're now, coming in now, these are the skills that you probably need to do this job. What would you say there? As somebody who's managing. Yeah. Like someone who's doing what you're doing now. Yeah. I'd be like, number one, you're late. <laughs> number two, you need like two years to catch up. Uh, number three, <laughs> uh, number three, it's, it's a lot of fun if you find the right people. Then mm-hmm. the process is really about making having fun because I, I think we're in that space where we don't want a nine to five anymore. We we don't want to be stuck through a routine. We want to create our own lives, and that's what this influencing thing is about. Mm-hmm. So don't think of it as influencing. Think of it as marketing and sales. 
I'm the new, we're the new kind of marketer yeah. in sales. Because nobody wants to watch TV, want to, this is our TV, mm -hmm. our phone. Everything is on demand now. Yeah. How, and I mean, that, that was another question I had for you. I don't, I think this podcast is going to be 59 hours long. <laughs> but, um, you know, advertising, social media and influencing is kind of the new advertising space. Um, are we seeing the death of, uh, of uh, archaic or old kind of media type of advertising when we see, you know, look at billboards, looking at is there still a space for billboards is there still a space for newspaper you know yeah, uh, article yeah is is there still space for that or is always social media taking over it's really taking over at a fast rate in fact print you could call print dead because why would you buy a newspaper wow that, that, that was, was my a phone drop. <laughs> say print drop is yeah. dead? What? I'm a writer. How can you say print is dead? Anyway. You, you should write in the cloud. Anyway. Uh -huh. Why would you buy a newspaper when I can get that news on demand? Because of the smell of the newspaper. <laughs> the obituaries. Yeah, the I know. Auctioneers, the inside and magazine. Tenders. That is why. <laughs> the skill of writing is not dead. Like we read copy all the time yeah. on Instagram posts or Facebook posts. Yeah. But but the medium in which it's sold in yeah. is is dying off. How I mean, okay, think about it this way. Which TV show have you watched on time in the last year? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say some of the Kenyan ones, but that even those ones come on Showmax these days. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. by demand, yeah? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. How many adverts have you watched in the yeah, last but those year? Those days, but you know, I have to say, let me tell you, Kip, there was something to waiting for Fresh for Prince to come on, at seven o'clock <laughs> And everybody on watching it at the same time. It was angst when it ended because you knew you had seven more. Yeah. And then the next day you still, go to school and you got like topics no, for I go yeah. so you Netflix the Netflix and I'm just like, I'm watching season one until season hundred. Yeah. In one go. The nostalgia is like, you know, it yeah, is Yeah, I think that's yeah. nostalgia. It's right there. Honest. But I mean... What are we doing Nobody wants that anymore. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if Netflix were like, I'm only we are doing done. one show a week. <laughs> Although they still do that like on HBO. But there'd be a that. riot. Uh, mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think you're, you're right. It's Everything is on demand now. Uh, even life is on demand yeah, these everything, days. Uh, everything's just speeding up and it's, it's, it's just where it's at. But I think th we should keep those that, mm. I mean, Watching Fresh Prince on Netflix is the best because mm -hmm. it just takes me back to that day when I used to try and catch it every every, every seven Sunday. Every Sunday, yeah. it makes so much sense. But then we still have those cycles. Media has changed, but it hasn't changed fast enough. So radio, for example, Kenya, most of um, how do you say? 60% of Kenyans still listen to radio. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. still very big. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, Mashinani, are not really on on demand. No, no not yeah. at all. <laughs> that's why it's 60%. <laughs> yes. yeah. But that's the only reason. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is either on a mobile, even your own watchman has a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And yeah. nothing's a smartphone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're slowly moving. Not yet, but I think within the next five years, everything will look very different. In fact, anybody who, who wants to advertise is going to look into this pool and say, who are the micro-influencers and the influencers that I should tag my product into. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge opportunity for guys who are just messing around, taking pictures, putting it online. You know, that there's, a, there's also that kid on YouTube 
um, Ryan, who who does the toys. Him. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's ten. He's less than ten. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready to be married ready after to be him. His mommy. Yeah, um, he reviews toys. I mean, he gets mad toys. Guys, send him toys all the time to review. He is making, I think, a million dollars a month or some ridiculous well, last year number he made like that. Two million dollars. Yeah. So ten, this year uh, definitely will be a million a month. Yeah. I'm just like, what? This space is ridiculous. And today, actually, I'm listening to this podcast called Without Fail. And this lady who started quilting when she was in her 50s because the crash, the Wall Street crash, they all their 401k, their pension was decimated so that she started quilting. And now she has like a huge quilting business that is like in 50 states and is like she's selling quilts and people come. She, she was doing it from a small town in Missouri. Now that town has become booming because of of um, of this quilting business yeah. uh, people come to visit these now accommodation restaurants and this whole industry and all because she started filming videos of her quilting ah. tips on youtube so youtube is a, definitely a huge game changer and, and not just youtube social media i think is just going to take over and i think the next iteration i mean i look at my kids these kids are youtube babies yeah. huh? my daughter knows how to do all the abcd songs and knows all the rhymes just because of youtube in fact my, her teacher the other day was like oh my god your daughter is a genius and i was just there like oh my god <laughs> she doesn't know she, that this girl is on youtube like all the time but um, yeah, this the new generation are going to have so much influent, uh, inf- information at the tips of their fingers. Um, even I think uni- like university may even become obsolete at some point. It's just going to oh, be MOOCs big, all the yeah. time, uh, online courses. So, but what is the downside, Kip? For yeah, what is the downside for people who this is their their life choice, their career choice for you as the manager? Uh, I think the major downside is living online because you can't let anything pass. You always need to be on a trend. You need to be there next to what's happening, and it just becomes it becomes information overload, where you 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 might not want to post, but you know you have to, and you know you must keep there. Otherwise, your community your community falls back on you. So, the work the work is a little bit more than what people are ready to do and I don't think a lot of people are actually ready for it because you just talked about last economic uh, situation we're we're ripe and ready for for another one to happen again so the guys who are really good at influencing will take off because all the brands will jump onto them but the guys who've been faking it of course will crash and then now you gotta get another job or something like that so it's I don't know it's a balancing act of of how do I keep my time me and how do I keep myself as me also? Mm-hmm. How do I keep my life private but share it at the same time? These, mm-hmm. are, these are the things that, as get, an influencer. In, that get in the way. Mm-hmm. And is that possible? Because I, I watched this thing that uh, Sharon did an, an recently where she's talking about how it's difficult to be herself because she doesn't know if people will accept her as herself. Oh, I watched that. Because she's curated this other life. Dada sphere. And so... You know, is it is it possible to be authentic while still being able to, you know, sell sell yourself and but do you have to be authentic i mean because if you're going to be on i mean there's an authenticity but if you're selling up if if you're selling your product as yourself yeah i mean if you're selling a product that's of some part of yourself there's an authenticity to that but you're not selling all of you 
Yeah. And the rest of you, you may decide you want to keep us private or you want to, you know, keep hidden from the world. She has a child. She doesn't want that to be part of our, although obviously that's a big part of our life. You never right. see it on the, on the uh, social media. Yeah. So I think, I think, yes. And, and she was talking about, you know, the, the side that she's creating yes. is the happy-go-lucky, yes. fun side that does fun stuff. Uh, but that's the only part that she's willing to sell of herself. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're selling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think there is a difficulty. We're saying like, yes, I'm a whole person. You may think that this person on the social media is a whole, this is their whole, whole person life, and they're yeah. always happy. But you don't realize as a consumer, and even an influencer doesn't necessarily want you to know as a consumer that they have sadness and heartbreak and surgery, they were shattered at, their boss, or whatever, you know, whatever is happening on the other side of their life. Because that's not of interest to them and that's not what sells. Yeah, I guess. But then there's the part where they keep saying, I wish I could just show my whole self, you know, because this is my struggle. Who do I who do I go to when I'm struggling? Because I can't go and show mm. my followers that you guys um, struggling. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, that's yeah. a nice, like, deep knowledge. Yeah. That's, yeah. Are you really ready to but share But even when that? you go to Jobo, do you want to really show your whole self? Depends. No. <laughs> you don't bring your kids to work. You don't go talking, not like, I mean, most people don't come and talk about their kids all the time. So you're only showing your work self. Yeah. When you go in your car and you're home, you're a completely different person. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I don't think it's just a, it's just that it's in a different kind of uh, sphere of life. It's a new kind of social media is a new job, whatever. Uh, and it's just transplanting the same things that people do in the nine to five mm. into that space. It's all, it also feels like the only way now to exist is on social media. Like if you don't have social media presence, you practically do not exist. Mm. There are four billion people now on social media. Four billion? How many of those are fake accounts? <laughs> <laughs> and what are the other three billion doing? I know. Uh, it's, that's China and... And my like, mom. <laughs> China and mom. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is it? And then it's interesting enough. Speaking of that, yeah. the countries that don't allow things like WhatsApp is not allowed in Dubai. The UAE, China also restricts Google. I think they don't. They have their own. They have Yeah, but that's still not the the, the whole world version. That's yeah. the version that China wants the people to see. I suppose that whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Some countries completely manage how their citizens engage in social media, mm-hmm. uh, and others are like. You know, free, free for all. Others like Kenya wants to tax it now. China has an economic system where, I mean, a social system where they have plugged in their social media to economics. So if you say something terrible in, in, the, in the country, you might not be able to get onto a bus, a public bus. Or your, your entry to a restaurant is restricted, for example. So they're really plugging That's it into big society. brother, Kabisa. Yeah. Huduma number gone uh, bad. <laughs> Huduma number gone, gone bad. Extra wild. Yeah. So you raise an interesting point about the taxation. And I think KRA, anyway, has been looking at how to tax these online businesses, like social media influencing. Is that something that you are discussing with your do you pay taxes? customers, your clients? Yeah, hey, do you pay taxes? I don't, I don't want Kerry to come after you after listening to. <laughs> my yeah, I plead the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but generally, not you. Yeah. Generally. So, how do they manage their their incomes and their you know their tax? Do obligations? they charge plus VAT? Yeah, do you VAT or brand or how does that work? Sometimes you VAT depending on what uh, product you're selling, mm-hmm. but most of the time this is more digital commerce, so there's not really a VAT standard that's been set. 
but until it's when it's set that's when now yeah everyone have to bite the bullet but do you do like a withholding tax because i think that's common for consultants because i assume that's what social media influencers are now as my company that's what we do on behalf of the artist yeah because they'll never they do it <laughs> so I, I jesus so i i'd rather take on, <laughs> yeah. take on that, that responsibility yeah yeah to keep them in the in the blue so yeah. even i can run my job run yeah my business better yeah so how do people find you if i need your services where would i find you Nice. We can you can find me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and on Facebook and Instagram. Uh my handle on LinkedIn is Kip Kater, same as Facebook. On Instagram my handle is Klur or Klur. 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 It sounds K-Lur. like huh? That you sounds like what's that Tyler Perry? Hello. Oh, you can search K L L U R E. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can search for musical shaman. And that's where I run Ma, my at, 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 musical shaman. Musical? Shaman. Shaman. Oh, like a voodoo. Like a voodoo doctor, yeah. Uh-huh. Like a yeah. <laughs> musical shaman. One word. Well, one word, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And Kip Kater, K-I-P-K-E-T-E-R. Yes. So Kip Kater is a strategist, brand developer by day. Kaylor is the musician, producer, photographer by night. Batman. You know? Mm. So you yeah. I wrote the script I sent it to them they made money I'm still waiting for my change <laughs> <laughs> Excellent I don't know you might be doing you know we might work with you at some point Yeah we might need your assistance Yeah we might need your assistance Yes well this has been very interesting I think this is one discussion that we could have really gone longer with but it's the end of our good show. <laughs> yes. And thank you again for listening in. Please follow us on all our platforms, which include IG, Facebook, Twitter. At C-H-O-P-M-A-O-N-I. Thank you so much, Kip, for coming and educating us uh, and helping us have like uh, this discussion because we've been you know, thinking about it and not understanding it. I think you shed that bit of light on everything so thank you for coming and uh we'll see you later maybe when your our brand started this <laughs> uh and yeah thank you thank you for having me guys appreciate it bye bye bye